Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint Podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College Ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message.
All right. So, can anyone tell me what was hard about that challenge? What what was so hard about it? Drake, what was hard about the challenge? Yeah. Okay, communication. What else was hard about it? Yeah. Staying on the tarp with all those people. Right. Okay. Um, anything else that was hard for anybody? Stephen, what was hard for you? Working together? Okay. All right. So I think you can put those hands down. Those are great answers. I think what's hard about this challenge is that you only have a narrow space to work with, right? And here's what I'll say. We're probably going to do a challenge in this series of some sort. It'll be different. Um, But this message tonight is going to be really short because of the challenge that we just had. So I just really need you to lean in for these, like, 10, 12 minutes I'm going to be talking, okay? But you only had a narrow space, like this small little space, to get things flipped around, right? To get things turned around. And it would have been a lot easier if you could just step off the tarp and have all the room in the world to do whatever you wanted, right? It would have been a lot easier. Uh, But you had to be focused. You had to be intentional. You had to be balanced. You had to be careful. And there was a great reward for those who worked together and they got things flipped around. And I think a lot of us want to do what we just did in this challenge in our own lives, okay? We want to we wanna turn things around. We want to flip uh, things around our situations. We want to turn our lives around. We want fresh starts and uh, new beginnings and a new way. Uh, we want things to change. And a lot of us in this room even say that we want Jesus to be the one to do that. We want Jesus to turn our lives around. We want Jesus to change those situations. We want him to flip some things in our lives for the better. But when it actually comes time for us to turn things around and make some changes, we just want it to be easier. We don't want to stay on this narrow path, this narrow road that we have. We want all the room in the world to do whatever we want to do so we can get what we want. So we can feel better. We, want, we just want to do what we want. And there's actually a verse in the Bible. It's Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. And it says that this is exactly what we do. We, we don't want to take this, this narrow path, this, this minimal space that we have. Um, and this, this is what it says. It's up there. It says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. Many people go that way. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. A lot of people want to enter through the gate. They want to enter through the narrow gate, right? And if you're wondering what that gate is, John chapter 10 verse 9 tells us what that gate is. Jesus actually tells us. He says, hey, I'm the gate. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me, they're going to be saved, They will come in, and they'll go out, and they'll find pasture. I am the gate. Jesus makes it very clear. He is the only way to be saved, the only way that we can make it to heaven after we pass. He's the only way, the only option. And a lot of people will say that they want the gate. They want Jesus. They want what Jesus Christ does for them. Many people will walk through the narrow gate. But not many people will stay on the narrow road. And the scary thing about that passage in Matthew chapter 7, it says only a few people find that narrow road. So what, what is that? Like what is, what is this narrow road that we're talking about, okay? The narrow road is living a life that reflects that you are a follower of Jesus. 
Because you can say that you're a Christian, but saying that you're a Christian is not enough. Posting a picture on social media with a cool quote, a Bible verse, uh, you know, a reshare from a celebrity pastor, something they said in a sermon, that is not enough. It's the fruit in your life that will show if you are a true follower of Jesus. Narrow is the road. And you can look at that same passage in Matthew chapter 7. You can look, stay right there in that chapter. And you can go down to verses 16 and verses, uh, verse 18. And it says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. By their fruit, by the fruit in their lives. So what you should be reflecting on tonight is what does your fruit look like? What does the fruit in your life look like? Do you have peace? Do you have joy in your life? Do you have love? Are you patient? Are you kind? Are you good? Are you faithful? Are you gentle? Do you have self-control? Those are good fruit. What is the fruit in your life? Or do you act like the world? Do you talk like the world? Do you think like the world? Or do you live like you follow Jesus? Because here's the reality. You can enter the gate. You can enter through the gate and say, I want Jesus. And then you can walk down the wide road to destruction. And the narrow way, the, the, you know, the, the narrow road, the narrow way, that requires diligence. You got to be careful when you're on the narrow road. You got to be balanced. You got to be focused. You got to be thoughtful. You have to know right and wrong. And then you have to make the intentional decision to choose what is right. So you've got to say no when everybody's shoving things in your face and demanding that you say yes. You've got to stop using that language, even though it may feel good when you say it or people may laugh when you say it. You've got, to, you've got to work through some of those emotions instead of just talking bad about that person all the time. You've got to delete the old playlist that don't reflect who Christ is. And that starts right here. Because if you don't do it here on a youth night, you won't do it out there. That's the narrow road. And the goal of the narrow road is to live a life that glorifies God. And once you're on this road, you should not want to leave, okay? I told Tyler that the other night we were talking about it. We were talking about the changes that we've made in our lives since we started following Jesus. And I said, I can't not, I can't not follow Jesus and do what he wants for my life. I can't not, meaning I have to do what Jesus wants me to do. I can't imagine going back to the old ways because the taste of all the evil things and the bad things don't even sound good anymore. So we know what the, the narrow road is, right? What is the wide road? What is the wide, broad road? Well, I just want to be honest with you. It's a lot easier, that road does not require much thought. You can do what you want when you want it without any sort of care for anyone or anything. You don't have to think about the long-term consequences of your actions. You're just kind of reckless. But let me ask you this. Would you want to be on the road with a reckless driver? No. Would you want to be on the road driving, okay? Would you want to be on the road with somebody who is under the influence? No. Why? Because somebody could die. Somebody's life is on the line. So, so the question that I want you to just kind of process is why, why are you doing that in life then? Why are you making reckless decisions in life? Why do you want to take the wide road in life? Because people's lives are on the line. And it only leads to destruction, that wide road. And I'm not going to stand up here and I'm not going to judge anybody, okay? That, I, I, God is the ultimate judge. I'm not going to judge anybody. But I do want to talk about a specific situation that has happened recently because I think it's a good learning opportunity for us. And 
If you don't remember a few weeks ago, we talked about how you can't erase it, right? You cannot erase some of the things that you put out there, that you post out there. And many of you know the worship leader, Dante Bo. okay? He is a phenomenal worship leader. He is an amazingly gifted worship leader. And recently, I, I follow him on Instagram, and I noticed that he posted a video of him listening to an inappropriate song on a party bus. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I know that a lot of you maybe look up to these worship leaders and look up to these pastors, and it's good to have role models. But, but when there's a learning opportunity for you, I do not want to waste it, okay? And so he posted this inappropriate video with this inappropriate lyrics and on this party bus, and now Maverick City Music will not professionally work with Dante Bo. They released a statement, okay? So they, that one thing that he did, he now has no professional relationship with Maverick City Music. And so Dante released an apology statement, and I'm going to put it up here. And I, I screenshotted it when I saw it because I knew that I wanted to share it with you. And this is what he, part of what he said. He said, I sincerely apologize for the impact of my behavior and that it has offended many people on the platform we share together. This experience has been a very real reminder of the importance of being incredibly intentional incredibly intentional with how I utilize and engage with the tools social media platforms provide. Throughout this process, I have received wise counsel within, which influenced my decisions to take a step back and reflect about my actions so that I may recommit, recommit to living in the purpose God has for my life. And like I said, when I saw that, I screenshotted it because you can't erase, he can't erase that video. It is all over YouTube with people picking it apart and, and people going after him, and that's not what I'm here to do. Um, but with that, with this apology, he has now deleted that apology for some reason. I don't know why. But I still have an image of that apology on my phone. And some of the decisions that you're making are leaving an image in the minds of people. Okay, there are consequences to living life on the reckless road, even for one moment, even for one moment. And I heard this recently. We had somebody come speak, and he said, you, you out there, everybody, you may be the only Bible that somebody ever reads. You may be the only Bible. Somebody may never pick up a physical Bible. You may be the only Bible that someone ever reads. So what picture of Jesus are you painting? What story are you telling? And Dante's response, he was, he's very apologetic. He said that, that this experience was a very real reminder of how intentional he needs to be with how he lives his life. And we must be people who are always diligent and always careful and always intentional with how we are living our lives. Because we have an enemy that seeks to kill and destroy, okay? So we have to be diligent and we have to be intentional. Because some of the consequences that come from living on this reckless road, they cannot be undone. You cannot erase it. So don't flirt with this wide road because it only leads to destruction. Because you may take one moment. You may live for that one moment, that one high, that one feeling, that one emotion, that one buzz, whatever it is. And you'll spend an eternity regretting it. Because if you, if you take a step on the wide road, a lot of the times it's going to send you way deeper down into destruction. So what's hard is that, right, it's hard because we see these godly people, we see these pastors, and we see these worship leaders. And in a world of, uh, in society of influence, these people are becoming celebrities. They're becoming famous. They're becoming idols, and we admire them, and we look up to them, and we, we want to be them. But we're seeing these people who have entered through the narrow gate, 
start taking steps on the wide road. And guys, the goal should never be to look like a Christian. The goal should never be to have an image of a Christian. The goal should not be to sing songs and say things that we know Christians like. The goal is to live lives that glorify God. The goal is to actually be a follower of Christ and act like it. And, and God calls the church his bride. Don't make that weird, okay? God calls the church his bride. That's just what the, the word of God says. And it's a beautiful illustration. Could you imagine, could you imagine marrying somebody just because you like the image of it and not actually because you like the person or want to be with them? Could you imagine marrying someone because you like the sound of your new last name? Could you imagine marrying someone just because they have some money? That is so superficial and that marriage is not going to last and it is not going to make you happy. Now, could you imagine being married to this person that you don't care about, that you don't love, that you don't truly have a good relationship with. And could you imagine if you yourself got into some serious trouble? I'm talking life-threatening danger, okay? And this person that you don't care about, that you only married for an image and a look and the likes, they come in and save you out of this dangerous situation and they die in the process so that you could live. Could you imagine how, how bad you would feel for using somebody and then having them, them die for you when you never cared about them at all? Jesus actually did that. He actually did that for us. We messed up and we sinned and we needed saving. And maybe some of you have heard this a gazillion times. Don't become numb to it. He came down because we needed saving, because we were sinners, because we messed up, because we, we used him for the wrong things, because we were cared about, we cared about our image and our, and our looks and the appearance of things. And he came down and he died so that we could have life. And then on the third day, he rose again and he survived. So how dare we think about using Jesus for an image? And when we're superficial Christians, okay, who like the name and the look and advantages of being called followers of Jesus, when we just like that look of it, we will never be in a relationship that is, that is going to last. I've been in ministry for a couple years, and it hasn't taken long to see that if it's a superficial, superficial relationship with Jesus, it does not last. It'll never be the relationship that Jesus intended for us to have with him. But the good news is that he gives us something called free will, where we, humans, his creation, we have the power to choose which road we live our life on. And when you stepped off the tarp in the challenge, okay, when you stepped off of that, we simply told you, hey, just get back on. We're going we're gonna to start over. We're, we're going to let you step back on. And that's exactly what God tells you every time you mess up, every time you sin. He said, hey, I'm right here. Get back on. And if you do that on the wide road and you go to all these people and you cry with all your insecurities and you try to get security from them, it may last for a little while, but they're not going to be the people that say, hey, it's okay. Come back. Here's, here's the truth, and here's just the reality of it. 
there is gonna come a day where God is going to examine your life. He's gonna judge your life. He's gonna look at your whole entire life and he's gonna, he's gonna examine it. And there's a time on the show of Survivor where the host says, I'm, I'm gonna tally the votes. And he goes and he tallies the votes of all these people on the show and then somebody gets eliminated. But life is not a popularity contest where we need to get people's votes to make it into heaven. So all that matters is that we enter through the narrow gate, Jesus, and we walk on the narrow road, living the life that he wants us to live. And maybe you notice when you were on that tarp, when you were standing there with all those people, that it maybe it was a little bit uncomfortable, right? Like you were, especially people that are claustrophobic. You're like, ah, I don't like this at all. But you're close to people, right? You were just in close proximity. And when you're on the narrow road, there's gonna be a time where you're gonna get close to people. And instead of shying away from that and trying to run from that, we need to lean into that. We need to lean into the people that are on the narrow road that we're walking. And so tonight I wanna challenge you, would you lean into a youth leader? Would you lean into a friend? Would you lean into your small groups and not try to have this image of I'm this perfect Christian going about life perfectly and I have nothing wrong, I have nothing to work through and I just wanna live life on my own. Walk with somebody on the narrow road. When, when you guys, when you finally achieved that goal, when that team won up here, you know, whenever you, you finished it out here, there was excitement when everybody finished the challenge because you did it together. That excitement should be nothing compared to the excitement that we have when somebody chooses to enter through the narrow gate of Jesus Christ and then walk on the narrow road. And so tonight we're gonna have, we're gonna have a moment for somebody in this room to say, I am choosing Jesus as my narrow gate and I'm choosing the narrow road. And there's somebody in this room that needs to make that decision because maybe you've entered through that narrow gate at times. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus this, Jesus that on a Tuesday or the next Sunday or whatever but you're not walking on the narrow road that reflects who Jesus actually is. And so I just wanna take this moment to have everybody close their eyes. Don't nudge your neighbor, don't talk to your neighbor, don't do anything. Because it's time for people to step away from some of the destructive, reckless things that they're doing and to step back on that narrow path. So if that's you tonight, and you're saying, I not only want Jesus Christ to be my savior, to be my, my personal Lord, to have a relationship with him, but I want to actually live like him. I wanna be a true Christian, not just somebody who says I am, but doesn't actually have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you tonight, and you're saying, this is the first time that I'm doing this, this is the first time that I'm choosing Jesus, or I wanna come back to him because I'm not on the right road. And it's gonna be hard, but I, I, I'm gonna sign up for it because that's what I want. I wanna reflect who Jesus is and I want him in my life to be my savior. If that's you tonight, raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. This is your moment. Raise your hand tonight if that's you. There's hands all over the room. Walk away from that wide road, guys. You can put those hands down. 
we're going to say a prayer, guys. And, and this is, this is an opportunity for you to have a moment with Jesus Christ to say, I choose you, God, and I choose to live the life that you want me to live, not what the world wants me to live. So repeat this prayer after me and say, Dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. I'm sorry. I've sinned. I've messed up. Please forgive me. I want to live for you on the narrow road. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights, and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.